Welcome to Alphabet Scoop, episode 134. As always, I'm joined by Kyle Bradshaw and Ben Schoen. Pixel 6 week, it's unofficially, officially the start of Pixel marketing season. Uh, But before we jump into that, we have to talk about One UI 4, um, with Samsung releasing an early beta for it compared to usual. Yeah, so Samsung kind of unexpectedly launched One UI 4, which is based on Android 12, um, in a public beta in South Korea, the United States, UK, and a few other countries. Uh, And it's way ahead of schedule. Usually they do not launch a public beta until after Google has released the platform update. Um, So yeah, this is way ahead of schedule. Um, But it kind of makes sense because it's a very minor update for uh, Samsung. You know, where Pixel has Material U and all these other visual changes. One UI 4 looks almost identical to One UI 3. There's only a few very minor tweaks and then uh, a few feature ads. Uh, For example, uh, the privacy features from Android 12 make their way over to Samsung Skin, including the uh, camera and microphone indicators and the dashboard and uh, precise location versus approximate location. Uh, Just... Little things like that. It's all very nice stuff to have, but it does kind of show that the Android 12 is not really a big deal unless you're on a Pixel, and that's really fascinating to see. How's stability so far? I'm not running it as a daily driver, um, so I can't speak to that very much, but it doesn't feel like there are any issues on uh, the S21 Ultra is what I was testing it on. Mm, mm-hmm. So as somebody who doesn't use a Samsung device on a on any basis really uh is it normal for there to be multiple beta updates like there are for Google where I mean is there a possibility that one UI 4 doesn't seem like much right now but you know beta 2 beta 3 it starts to take shape or is this just probably what we're going to get in a couple months last year no <clears throat> I can't really accurately answer this because They've ch- everything keeps changing in terms of their release strategy. Last year, the public beta came out after a developer preview, and then it was only a month later that the public release came. Uh, this time, there was no developer preview. They just went straight to public beta. And, you know, the assumption is Android 11, Android, uh, Android 12 is going to launch uh, publicly on Pixel on October 4th. I would genuinely think Samsung's going to be less than a month behind that. Um, and I, yeah, I don't see them doing any other like major beta updates. There might be like some, a bug fix update or something like a, a hot fix or something like that, but there's not going to be anything major. Uh, if there, if there was going to have been, it would have been in this public beta. Ah, gotcha. When is, so, okay. If, if one, you are, one UI 4, is this um, simple, basic almost? When is Samsung's next opportunity to do something big? Are they waiting for the Galaxy S22, which we heard the first interesting rumors about this recently? 
So it's possible that they're waiting for the S22, but it would also be very out of pattern for them because they usually do their major updates just like uh, Google does when a, with a new version of Android and a new version of One UI. Um, if they had intended to do that, they probably would have saved One UI 4 for the Galaxy S21 and just left Android 12 as One UI 3.2 or whatever. Um it's possible they plan to do like a Ford out one and that's where a bunch of stuff comes in. But really it just doesn't feel like there's much to this, uh, even compared to what they were teasing in their announcement posts. It just, it feels very unsubstantial. Mm. So you've, you've been using material U for quite a bit on the pixel. Um, how do you think things like dynamic color, which, uh, which is still a pixel exclusive right now, will work with Samsung skin. How do you think how do you think theming will work out there? Well, as it stands today, it doesn't do anything at all. Uh Samsung's One UI has a theme store built in, but none of the themes have the ability to change the system accent color and it doesn't do like the wallpaper based change either. So as it stands right now, any material you color based things that happen on a Samsung phone are only going to appear blue because that's the default accent color. Um, there's a chance that things could change in the future that Samsung has some plans to change that. It was reported early in the year that one UI four's code name is uh, palette, which, you know, might give some indication that they're planning to do something with color, but if they are, it's just not obvious right now. Mm. Okay. So at least I guess for Google, uh, for Google as the app for the Android team, rather, um, the the fast cadence of Samsung is very promising, as they it's fantastic try yes. to overcome the the idea that of slow updates. So that's a positive for Samsung. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you think we're so they just had their big foldable event, obviously. Do we think there's anything more there, or are we done for the for the next year? For software or for the software? With, with uh, One UI uh, 4. Again, it's possible they bring more with you know a future update in, you know, let's say January when the S22 comes out. But just as it stands today, it doesn't look like they have much planned for uh, Android 12, which is not necessarily a bad thing. One UI is, in its own right, a very good take on Android. Um, but it's it's just interesting to see that for once, Google's design and Google's you know direction with Android is not going to be influ- directly influencing their partners, because normally even though Samsung t- does its own take on all of this, you can still see how every update translates and kind of shines through with Google's priorities versus just Samsung's. And this time Google left all of it for the pixel instead of really pushing anything on Samsung. The only change that's like truly noteworthy is the privacy stuff, which is great. Yeah. But and that's the quiet. It's not, it's yeah, but it's not something that, you know, people are excited about Material U. They're like, this is really cool. This is different. And 
if they don't buy a Pixel, they're not going to be able to experience it. Yeah, that's an interesting advertising task for the Android team flopper. Part of that, though, I feel like is that uh, setting aside the dynamic colors, which are really the harder material you, but setting those aside for a second, a lot of the a lot of the other changes were influenced or inspired by One UI. So it, what, there wasn't that much for One UI to change. Hmm. Speaking of Material U, there were a slew of more app updates uh, this week. Um, not just today, we saw Google Drive and the the X-shaped widget, the Quick Actions widget. Um, it's three, it measures three by three, so it will be taking up a lot of your home screen. And we, we, we had questions about it earlier, and we also had questions about the YouTube Music's Material You Now Playing widget, which, which we enabled at the end of last week. And both of them are three by three. And honestly, they're not very practical. They're, they're too large. You don't want them that big. And I'm curious whether, whether this is something that looks nice in theory in screenshots or whether this is something people actually use. I think it'll work better on not small phones, not the Pixel 5 and not the 4a. Uh, Pixel 6, both of them are 6 plus inches, so I think that'll make a difference there. Yeah, but then you got to think that the even if the phone gets bigger, the grid doesn't really change. The biggest grid you can get is what, like 5 by 5 or something? Uh, 5 by 6, I think. Five, can, five by six. Yeah. Maybe? No, that's too no. big. That is that is what I have on the S21. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's pixel, pixel, the biggest you got is five by five. And if you look at the... It's ad- the same size that the Pixel will be, though. I don't think... Maybe. And if you look at the advertising, they might go to, to four wide, which is an interesting change. All the advertising is using a full four-button dock. So that might be an interesting shift towards that's just to, I hope just to so. make the advertising easier to read from a distance. Like it, it's good for billboards because a five by five would be too small to see the details of that. a billboard. In fairness, they've done that in the past, but yeah, I just hope it's uh, billboard stuff. So yeah, it, the larger screen might help, but. I don't know. It's it feels it looks nice. That's undeniable. But the pra- actual practicality of it is for people that want like useful home screens. Or- I, I think I think I think there's a there's a justification for it. Like uh, in my personal use case, if, if there is enough information on the widget to make it useful, I'll use it. I used to keep a full full screen widgets with my inboxes and a full screen widget for Google Keep. Like I would just dedicate a whole page to information like that. That so absolutely I, makes sense, but I guess I'm referring more to these I guess act shortcut widgets where yeah. they're just gigantic shortcut buttons. 
Yeah, that, that's more for the artistic effect than anything else, which I guess is kind of the whole thing behind Material U to a certain extent. Yeah, that's the, the again, uh, I, like Ben mentioned last week, the workspace team is being, moving really fast to update the apps. And it's, I don't know, it before, by the time Android 12 with rumor that reported relaunches on October 4th, I wouldn't be surprised if everything is finished, if almost everything is complete and ready to update. In terms of first-party apps, it sure looks that way. Mm-hmm. It, At least everything important. Everything important. And compared to past years, it'll definitely help. Past years and past design languages, it'll definitely help them tell a better story. And Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even compared to just dark mode, yeah. this is like... This is crazy fast. And then you think about other things that are just now getting a material theming redesign, like the weather app. <laughs> like the weather app, which got an interesting widget, which is working on the widget. It's it's not the, the diagonal oval-shaped widget that we saw in teasers. It's just square right now, but um, maybe that'll change. It's, it's a bit weird. I hope it does. I like the diagonal one. Yeah, the shape is weird, though, in terms of putting it on home screen. That's the thing. It, feel, it, it feels in line with Material U, because Material U, everything does feel kind of abstract in a way. Mm. And the widgets really kind of highlight that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that finds itself, hopefully, because right now it's a bit boring in the designer testing. So yeah, um, Material U, it's coming faster and faster. Anyways, on to the meat of this episode. Google is doing a full court advertising press with Pixel 6. They started it last week with their primary 30-second ad. I think it was, what, Wednesday evening. Um, Shared it out of the blue. And by uh, the weekend, they're airing it on television, right? Yeah. Football games. They're really getting it out there. And is it the Emmys are coming up. I'm sure they'll be bracketing that with uh, similar advertisements. But, which, uh, which award show was it a uh, couple of years back? Where, where did they do the, um, oh gosh, the Childish Gambino songs? The, the, the Grammys. Grammys. Yeah, of course. So yeah, um, so yeah, this advertising push, um, and which we'll talk about a bit more later. But first, specs. We got a lot of leaked specs this week about the Pro specifically. Yeah, so one of the first leaks uh, gave us a lot of just miscellaneous specs and features that are going to be on the Pixel 6 Pro from a source who supposedly has the device. Um Probably the most interesting thing, at least to me, were a lot of the camera uh, specs. So we knew that it was going to have um, a 50 megapixel primary camera. But now we know what the secondary sensors will probably be. The first is a uh, 12 megapixel lens for the ultrawide. And apparently it's a really old lens. So I hope that that's not accurate. I hope that that's just, you know, something spitting out the wrong data. But I'm sure Google's algorithms will fix it if it is just an old sensor. Um, But the uh, telephoto is really encouraging. It is a 
48 megapixel Sony sensor. Um, and it's actually one that's used in like the OnePlus 8T and a few other phones. Um, and it seems like a, it's a quality sensor and combined with Google software, which should be great. But that's really, really promising for the zoom performance of this phone, specifically once it gets past the 4X optical. Um, I think that's really promising. And then the uh, front-facing camera will get an upgrade from 8 megapixels to 12, which is great to see. Um, in terms of software camera features, there was mentioned something about motion de-blur and... Uh, uh, baby mode, and those are probably both uh, AI features that are powered by Tensor. Also, in that info dump, we it was uh, reconfirmed we're having a 1440p 120 hertz panel that has some variable refresh rate features, uh, kind of like the iPhone 13 Pro, which was announced this week. Um, it was also. Uh, again, directly confirmed it will have ultra-wideband radio in it, 5,000 milliampere battery, at least 128 gigs on this one model, uh, an under-display fingerprint sensor, and it was also mentioned that the kernel version of Linux that's on it is a newer version that has support through 2026, which backs up the previous claim that this will have five years of software support, which... It's all great to see. Um, a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's just some raw data with speculation added on, but everything we're seeing so far looks promising. Probably the best data we got this week was a lot more specific detail on what Tensor is going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, uh, any indication on who's making the main camera? Is it the SAS? Uh, the main... Yeah, the main camera, like we had reported a few weeks ago, is a Samsung GN1 sensor. Um, so it's an isocell sensor, um, which just means it's it'll you know it'll have it'll be better at picking up light. It'll have pixel binning. Um, it, uh, it as far as the camera sensors that are out there in other flagship phones, it will be pretty much on par with all of those, which is it's great to see. It's probably not going to be on the level of like the. The 108 megapixel that's in the S21 Ultra and the Note 20 Ultra, um, you, those have the advantage of not just the extra detail, but also their the sensors are so physically large that they have better natural bokeh. Uh, I don't think the GN1 matches the physical size aspect, so it probably won't be quite on that level. Mm-hmm. But either way, it's it's going to be a gigantic leap from the 12 megapixel sensor we've been using for the past five six years the mix of sensors um between samsung and sony that's a curious decision they they usually go with Uh, what they know it's not yeah but it's not really out of the ordinary anymore uh the s21 ultra for example the main sensor is a samsung one and i think a lot of the other five are sony sensors so it just Depends on what works best for the situation. Probably the cost, I'm sure, is part of it. Um, I know that 48 megapixel sensor that they're using for the uh, telephoto. Uh, I know OnePlus uses it because it's very good at um, being an ultra, having an ultra wide lens on top. I'm not sure how it will perform for telephoto, but just the size of the sensor will definitely help. Hmm. Can, can we take a second? 
about uh, baby mode? Because I feel like that keeps getting glossed over and everybody's uh, everybody just keeps glossing over baby mode. What is that? What, what does that mean? My, <laughs> my assumption is just that it's going to be, uh, you know, babies move around as you're trying to take pictures of them. And it's going to use the AI to help correct your photos. Yep. Uh, that would be my guess. I don't know why it's specifically babies. Cause I mean, that would also be great for dogs and other things, but because, because they don't want to advertise as being too fat. I, I doubt they can keep up with the dog, they can, but they can probably manage with the baby. Yeah. I was probably, I was going to say like calling something dog mode would, would kill them or not kill it. would would get them so many sales that would just, Oh yeah. yeah. My camera has a dog mode. They would, people would buy. That. Okay. To, to be fair, to be fair, baby mode's going to do the true. same thing. Very true. Very true. Like, Google already had a reputation of being one of the best at taking pictures of moving children. So this is just having a specific mode that they can advertise for it is a whole new level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, nothing too out of the ordinary yet. Um I guess we're all very curious about how the display, uh, the 120Hz, 1440p, how that, how the impact on battery life, how that will end up playing out. I mean, if it's got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery inside, it's going to be pretty good. Because um, that's the same, same spec the S21 Ultra has on both accounts. Um, and it's most likely a Samsung panel, so... How would compare to like the Pixel Five is a tank? The Pixel Five A is even more of a tank. Um, I wonder what the expectation from people who have been using the Pixel Five all year coming to Pixel Six will look like. In terms of battery life, I would say it's going to be on par. It's probably not going to be quite as much endurance, just because you're going from a mid-range chip to a high-end chip. But I would say it's going to be in the same ballpark. And you could extend, always extend it further by turning off smooth display in, mm-hmm. in times of need. In times of yeah. need. Indeed. So, yeah. Um, to the very next thing, the Tensor chip, we are finally getting a concrete, de- well, concrete details about what, what Google's next, what Google's big push with the phone is. Yeah, so uh, that same uh, source who claims to have a Pixel 6 Pro in hand, they uh, were able to dig into the system files and figure out the exact arrangement of the uh, the actual, the individual cores, the processor cores that are running the Tensor chip inside. And uh, it looks like there's going to be... Uh, two of the cortex x1 cores which was the the big wow moment for for everybody because uh generally speaking their recent uh smartphone processors like the the snapdragon 888 and the exynos uh 2100 they both run uh just a single x1 core so when that detail that there was going to be two in the tensor came out people understandably got excited thinking that perhaps the performance would be better than those other chips, but uh, it's, they kind of, uh, it looks like they kind of took a step downward from those in the middle tier 
to some Cortex A76, and then uh, a, no- a normal arrangement of uh, Cortex A55s at the low end. So, it, all in all, it's looking like a pretty surprisingly high-performance package, not quite as high as the uh, Snapdragon 888, but that could be a good thing or a bad thing, really, just because the Pixel 5 proved that you don't really need a high-end, high-end chip to have a high-end phone. So, uh, and overall, the uh, the Cortex-X1 and just the actual Tensor chip, the actual Tensor processing unit of this Tensor chip puts uh, everything... Google's putting all their chips into machine learning with the Pixel 6, it seems like. So, yeah. Um, so the A76, the Cortex A76 cores, they are from 2018. Um, the the cores that you found, that you basically found in the Snapdragon 855 and um, in, in, that, in that class of chip. So it, it was unexpected. I wonder if... So the context behind this, there was a leaked benchmark over the weekend. There was on Geekbench, and people were wondering the authenticity of that. Um, well, the the most recent leak provides a bit more backing to it. But I wonder if this is an example of if the going with the A seventy sixes were a purposeful decision by Google uh, for whatever reason they have or whether this was a supply constraint. I wonder if they with Tensor, with their first-generation Tensor chip, whether they were able to fulfill everything they wanted. Yeah, it's hard to say. And even then, that that, ben- that first benchmark that came out doesn't even seem to... doesn't seem to be legitimate, just because of the fact that uh, there were another... there was another set of benchmarks done... Uh, and it puts it much closer to the uh, the Snapdragon 888 in terms of performance. So it's a bit strange that uh, those original benchmarks put it so far below the, uh, like, even the OnePlus 9. It was significantly lower, so I'm not really sure what to make of that. But yeah, the supply constraint and the chip shortage would be a fairly good reason to uh, switch cores if that was what was able to or available to them. Heck of a year to release a new chip. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah. So in terms of like benchmarks, um, now that we have some web benchmarks, um, what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at uh, in every bit of testing, it seems like the, uh, the Pixel 6 should have, or at least... In terms of the scores that came back, it looks like Pixel 6 scored basically double uh, what the Pixel 5 did. So take that for what you will. Benchmarks are not always indicative of real-world performance because we've all used the Pixel 5, and it's a great phone. But and it didn't need to score very score well in these benchmarks to be a good phone. But... Uh, the Pixel 6 comes in way ahead of the Pixel 5, but still just like within maybe 10% of other like flagship phones that run on the Snapdragon 888, like the uh, the Galaxy S21 and the Asus Zenfone 8. They both scored uh, about 10, 10 to 20% higher than the Pixel 6 Pro. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I don't know. Yeah, I finally put Android 12 on my Pixel 5. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I know Ben, you have stuff to say about this, but I don't know. Have you noticed um, like the animations? Android 12 is so animation heavy. I kind of see stuttering on the Pixel 5 from time to time. It's not like with every single interaction, but I don't know, waking from sleep, that kind of stuff. I do see see a, an unexpected stutter uh, that that breaks the naturalness of the animations they're going for. I wonder if whether the heaviness of Android 12 has anything to do with with the how chip performance moving forward. Yeah, I can say I'm in the same boat in terms of performance. I've definitely noticed that my Pixel 5 feels considerably slower than it did uh, even even at the beginning of the Android 12 betas. I attribute a lot of that just to the uh, fact that I've had to install all the betas and, you know, that it, it's, that more often than not causes problems. But this the 765 is a fine chip, but it definitely seems like it's not aging great. The RAM is probably a saving grace of that chip. No, the phone, rather. And more, the more, the better. Yeah. So if nothing else, it's very good that we're, uh, we are going to see a big performance boost with the next one. Yeah, a big performance boost. Uh, well, do you think... Well, this is not the vast majority of buyers, but there's definitely a subset that want the absolute top specs, for better or worse. Do you think the Tensor will satisfy those people? Or whether, or if they're holding out for something else to come up, it will never satisfy them. Right? The, nothing that nothing with the pixel name on it will satisfy those looking for the the highest of specs. I can put yeah, my guarantee I, on I that. I agree. For the real world, though, I think Tensor is fine for the real world. Absolutely, fully agreed. I mean, the, it, it it's it just comes down to this. Uh, it doesn't really matter what Google's doing in comparison to Qualcomm. They're putting a chip in. They're putting a chip in their new phone that is twice as fast as the one that they put in their phone last year. It, that's a huge difference. Like no matter how you slice it, even though the phone's going to be more expensive, it's just you're putting a, a chip in that's twice as fast. I don't even think the. Uh, 865 was twice as fast as the 765. It was definitely a lot faster, but I don't think it was twice as fast. So it it's interesting to see uh, how Tensor is performing so far. Indeed. So the very last bit of news this week, the ongoing news, is Google's advertising campaign. Uh, besides the ad, they're starting... The main online ad um, over the weekend, we saw that they're sponsoring um, a pretty high-profile TV show over in the UK, um, sponsored by Google Pixel, proud sponsors, and such and so and so. Um, this early on in August, when they when Google said it was going big on advertising, they definitely said they're going to spend the money, and now they're spending the money. 
Um, another thing, what in country specific effort is Google original chips,、um, which are potato bag of potato chips, ten thousand to be exact, that、uh, people in Japan were able to claim, and they went all out with the bag design to match the back of the Pixel Six. So they're definitely. This is one of the more direct examples of them talking up、um, the tensor, since we were just speaking of that.、Yeah. So let's see. The other cheeky thing is there is an iPhone event this week, iPhone thirteen.、Uh, moments after they announced, after that keynote ended,、uh, the Google Nexus Twitter account, something that we haven't heard about in years. Tweeted something absolute cheeky,、uh, saying it would it would rather wait for the Pixel Six. This is Google going all out in advertising, and、um, generously, you could say this is the, the, them being absolutely confident with the phone they have, and that people the con who the, the new users to Pixel to Google's brand that are using this. Will enjoy the phone they're using.、Uh, I guess less charitably, this is、uh, a hit. This could be called a considered a hail mary of sorts. That if this doesn't work, if this gigantic, humongous advertising push doesn't work, I'm not sure it can get people to buy their phone. I think it's hard to call it a hail mary, like just because of the investment that Tensor brought. It's not like a one-off thing. They can't just say, "Oh, well, this didn't work. Let's throw away the." It has to be millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in R and D for Tensor. I'm not saying they they'll throw away the chip. That's definitely a key、uh, foundation of what they're doing. But I guess the Pixel Six exemplifies them going full flagship、uh, versus the fact that their past track record. Speaks to the A series doing well. The three A did well. The four A did well. The five A ended up being much better than what people expected. They they have those data points. They absolutely have those、mm-hmm. data points. And、um, I guess they're going the direction they chose is to go very very flagship, and they're not shy about it in talking about the price. So. I do think this is a hail mary in terms of seeing if they can be a big flagship player, or whether they they find other opportunities to enter the market. I guess we'll have to wait and see.、Mm-hmm. So this teasing that it's it's a week today marks the week of them releasing that first those first ads. So it's. But if the rumors pan out, we're at least a few weeks out, a month maybe, from when they'll actually announce it.、Um, with this tease, do you think they have more teasing in store, or are they going to like burn out way before the phone launches? I would think they're basically using the OnePlus playbook right now, which is to. Kind of openly say yes, this is our next phone, and tease it. Although they are taking it to definitely to new heights with TV advertising and phones in the window of a physical retail store. Um, 
but it, it it's it's a strategy that can pretty easily work because it really just comes down to timing and the right teases. Um, I would say things that we'll probably see over the next month before the launch would be uh, maybe a camera sample. Uh, just, you know, maybe some high-profile Googler, maybe Rick Osterlo, would share just a camera sample saying, hey, this is from the Pixel 6. Or maybe a, a video, since apparently that's something that they're focusing on. There's any number of things that, you know, they could, if they pick a day where it's not that, you know, there's not many other companies pushing things, uh, they could get a two, three-day thing out of the news from that, from just one teaser. You just reminded me of the, the year that they did, was it Pixel 4, that they filmed a whole music video and aired it on Jimmy Kimmel? Ah, that does ring a bell. Oh man, that's just I'm picturing them doing that again. Just something high profile that nobody's actually going to watch like that. It, but but uh, definitively less professional looking than one of those over the top shot on iPhone demos. Mm. Yeah, it was the Pixel Three. They shot um, the an Eminem music video for Venom on um, the Empire State Building. Yeah. Yeah, those they have definitely gone for high profile in the past, but the I don't know, those previous attempts lacked the consistency. It didn't seem like it was part of a coordinated thing, uh one ad after another. It's I don't know how much credit to give uh Google with what they're doing now. I don't know if this is just if it seems like they're doing a lot because they're just starting everything up and it'll and they'll and it'll plateau, so to speak, if they don't do anything new, or whether they have like a, a schedule, a calendar of they're going to do this, they're going to do this next, and and it's gonna be a consistent blast of news. Because that that'll play a big difference in the perception of the people. Yeah, how often are, are they keeping it front of mind? I mean, it, it's working so far. It's just how long, how much it, is there to, for them to share? Like, the well's going to run dry soon. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the announcement, the this Pixel 6 event, it's, it's just, is this going to be like a 20-minute Pixel 6, a 30-minute Pixel 6 event? phone uh, live stream or whatever um, or are they I, I, it feels like they have the potential to reveal a lot of things early um, if they want to keep up the momentum until the phone is ready to launch but at the same time that makes your if they don't have an equally large splash if they don't have an equally flashy announcement with these crazy big features crazy big features I wonder if whether the teasing will end up playing much better than the announcement if they can capture that Apple keynotes, maybe not the most recent one this on Tuesday 
usually have this <laughs> tremendous dynamic of people talking being the thing people talk about continuously. But, I don't know. I, I don't think that Google has the the clout to get everyone to watch the event. Uh-huh. I, I feel like Pixel doesn't have that demand right now. Maybe next year for Pixel 7, they could get everybody excited to tune in. But I, I feel like this this slow leak process is more effective for them than a splashy event that no one's going to tune into. This, you know, they're spending this much money. There's no reason they can't do both. I just hope they have the the the, uh, the feature set, the announcements, to back it up. Yeah, um, just just for the context, for the fun of it, um, the Apple event that was streamed two days ago got had 17 million views. The Pixel Four event from 2019 from the day it was uploaded until now has two and a half million at the apple event was is that's just the youtube numbers because i'm sure the every all the other numbers are way higher where for google Mm -hmm. the youtube event was the event yeah yikes yeah it's i don't know it's i guess it it, those kinds of numbers and coverage if if there's a takeaway for Google, it's to not spend that much on the event, if, which is unfortunate because I think everybody here likes a good presentation. Yeah, I don't think they need something at the level of uh, Apple's event. Their primary focus should be... Their primary focus this year, I think, should be looking at Samsung as their direct competitor primarily because this is like a perfect storm year for them to do stuff because there was no note this year. The note yes is like the stylus phone, but it's also the one that a lot of people buy in the fall um, as opposed to the iPhone. And now that it doesn't exist and the next step up is the foldables, which are just still not for everyone. It's really good timing for Google to get something out into the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, Pixel Six advertising. It's 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 fun. That's I'll give them that. It's it's totally fun seeing all the things they do for the different markets. But I I think this I don't know the sentiment is that people just want the phone now. Given that everything has leaked, a lot has leaked just this week in concurrence with the ads, totally unrelated. But I know, like, people who are interested in this phone, they're not going to get annoyed by the advertising. They're still going to buy the phone at the end of the day. But at a point, it's like, one, how much do you have to share? Two, you already sold the people, just give them what they want. I think the most interesting thing to me is that the phones still have not hit the FCC as repeatedly demonstrated in the advertising itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say whether that's Google finally getting their act together because Fitbit seems perfectly capable of only having devices hit FCC after they've been announced. So maybe they've just got their act together now. Or 
I don't know. Maybe the Pixel 6 is farther away than we think. Yeah, that would take a lot of the excitement out. But that could kind of explain why the why the advertising campaign is running long. So yeah, um, that is the Pixel 6 advertising. That is the latest Pixel 6 news. I'm sure there will be an absolute torrent of news coming. Just an absolute flood of news coming in the next few weeks. But until then, thank you for tuning in. We record this podcast towards the end of every week. And you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts. And you can listen on our site at 9to5google.com if you wish. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Ben and Kyle for joining me. We'll see you all next week. Bye. See ya. Bye.